Well, we come now to the final section of the epistle of Jude. And Jude has been reminding his readers of the dangers of false teachers and false professors of faith in their midst. And he challenges true believers to remain faithful and gives them a word of advice on how to remain faithful amidst such confusion and chaos. Now, in the last message, we saw how Jude reminded his readers that the apostles told him that in the last days there would be scoffers following their ungodly desires. And so in light of that reality, Jude encourages believers to do three things. First, to build themselves up in their faith. Second, to pray spirit-led and motivated prayers. And third, to keep themselves in the love of God. Now, in verses 21 to 25, the apostle continues to give more advice to those who, who want to remain true to Christ in these days, these evil days. And so let's read the remainder of the chapter to see what he has to tell us. Jude chapter 21 to verse 25. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garments stained by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Now, Jude reminds us as we face the trials and confusion of life before us that we are to wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Now, waiting implies two things. First, that there is an expectation. We wait for something that we expect. And what is it that we expect? Well, Jude tells us that our expectation is eternal life and that we have every confidence that it is coming. So waiting implies an expectation, but that expectation is not yet. And the fullness of what we expect is coming, but not yet. It's around the corner, but not yet complete. And so we wait with hope. We get up every morning with the knowledge that it could be today. Now, what is Jude telling us we're waiting for? We're waiting, according to Jude, in this time of evil for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. The world around us is full of confusion and trials. And Jude challenges us to wait for God's mercy. If there is one thing that is certain, is that it is that those who belong to Jesus Christ will know that mercy. You might suffer for a moment, but there is joy in the morning. And this mercy is more certain than the rising of the sun. The mercy of Jesus Christ has pardoned us. That mercy has provided our every need. It is comforting us on the path that we are treading. It is 
reassuring us in our doubts and confusion. And ultimately, it is the mercy of Jesus Christ that will lead us into the very presence of God and eternal life where there will be joy forevermore, no more suffering, no more dying, no more pain. Wait, says Jude, for the revelation of this certain mercy that is coming and let the reality of that comfort and strengthen you in the path that you have to tread. The mercy of Jesus Christ now, but coming even more in fullness. Wait for it. Expect it. It is coming. Now, Jude understands that as we wait for that great mercy and eternal life that is ours in Jesus Christ, he understands that we are facing right now a battle. And this battle is taking its toll on many around us. There will be times when our world is shattered by sickness and death. At other times, in our weaknesses, we will fall what soldier in the midst of the battle does not find himself weary and, and at times overwhelmed? There will be even times when we find seeds of doubt creeping into our, into our faith and we begin to ask ourselves, is this really worth the pain? And, and where is God in, in all of this? And so Jude's words of advice next are found in verse 22 where he says this, and have mercy on those who doubt. Now, it's all too easy for us to jump on those who doubt and rebuke them for their lack of faith. But Jesus tells us to be merciful on them. Recognize the pain that these individuals are feeling. Recognize the weariness that, 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 and come alongside of them. The, the day may come where you yourself will need their support in your weariness and in your trials. These individuals, according to Jude, have been running hard and, and just don't seem have enough left in their tank. They don't need criticism. They need a helping hand to lift them up and to encourage them in the path that they're going. Jude offers this advice because the Christian faith is not designed to be lived alone. We need each other. Christianity is a team sport, and the success of the team depends on each member of the team working together. And so Jude tells us that in the light of the battle and the, and the struggles and the chaos that surrounds us, there will be those who find themselves doubting. Open your eyes to see those who are in need of your help Watch out for those who are being burdened down with more than they can bear. Stand with them. Take their hand. Put your arm around them in support and encouragement so that they can continue in the battle. Have mercy, says Jude, upon those who doubt. Uh, remember the nature of the battle before us. Satan and his angels are determined to defeat the kingdom of God, and you and I as believers are the target. And Satan and his angels will stop at nothing to destroy us as the children of God. And Jude speaks about this and about those who doubted in the last word of advice he gave. But, but notice what he goes on to say in verse 23. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. 
Now, what is this fire? Well, some see it as the as a reference to the judgment of God upon those who do not know him, the, the, the fire of hell itself and the judgment of God. And certainly there are many who do not know Christ who need to be snatched from the fire. But I would not limit what Jude is saying here to the unsaved. There's another type of fire that, that many have to pass through. And, and notice what, what we're told here, that we are to snatch them from the fire. This is not a refining fire where God is purifying, where we need to remain in it. This fire is different. This is a destroying fire. This is a fire that is taking the lives of those who have fallen into it. And, and, and as I look around me, I, I see many who are wandering from Christ and find themselves in their lives being ruined by by rebellion and wandering. We see our children's lives being devastated by addictions and and worldly philosophies. We watch the enemy burn them alive, devastating their lives and bringing them to despair. What are we to do when we see these things around us? Jude tells us that we are to snatch them from the fire by using the word snatch. Jude is telling us that these individuals are beyond helping themselves. And unless someone reaches into that fire, they're going to perish. What that snatching looks like will vary for, from one person to another, from one situation to another. But what is clear is that unless we do something, the consequences will be disastrous. These individuals need us. And we need to step out and step up and, and reach out to them and rescue them lest they perish. And so as these days of confusion surround us, Jude is calling you and I to be individuals who reach out and snatch those who have been trapped by the worldly philosophies, by rebellion against God, by their lostness, to reach out and snatch them from the fire that is destroying and devastating their lives and eternity. Next, Jude tells us that we are to show mercy with fear. Verse 23, to others show mercy with fear. Now, we can understand this fear in a couple of different ways. Fear can refer to a distress over the destiny and direction a life is is heading. We, We might fear for those who do not know the Lord and for their future and for their eternal destiny. We we may fear for the path that our children are treading. But fear also in the Bible refers to a reverence and especially a reverence and respect for God. In other words, we show mercy to to others out of a respect to God for God. Our natural response to an enemy, for example, is to despise and refuse to support them in, in their time of need. But out of respect for God, we choose instead to show mercy toward that enemy. We do so to honor him in our lives. We do so out of the fear of God in our lives. And when we don't show mercy, we dishonor the name of the one who showed mercy to us when we were in our need. And so God calls us to show mercy out of reverence for him. To show mercy on his children who are wandering. To show mercy on those who are lost. To demonstrate the very heart of God to those 
around us in these trying and confusing times. Now notice how Jude connects snatching people from the fire and hating every garment stained by the flesh. Verse 23, he tells us, hating even the garments stained by the flesh. Now, while we must snatch those who are in the fire and show mercy to those who doubt, we must hate their garments stained with flesh. Now, consider these flesh-stained garments for a moment. These fleshly garments have been the cause of much grief for us. They're garments of pride and jealousy and anger. They're garments stained with immorality, lust, and addictions of all kinds. These fleshly garments have divided believers in broken relationship. They've at times, we in fact at times, have, have put on these garments and lashed out in jealous bitter and angry pride. There's nothing good about the flesh. We're all called to die to it and to all it represents. And instead, we're to walk in the leading of the Spirit of God and, in, and under, the, the, under the fruit of His Spirit and in His power in our lives, those fleshly garments, those old, dirty, fleshly garments must be taken off. We must strip them from ourselves. They must be burned and we must never put them on again. Again, Jude is telling us that in these days we must learn to walk in the Spirit, dying to our flesh. Instead, we must be led and empowered by the Spirit of Christ in us if we are going to overcome in these days of confusion and chaos. Now, the final piece of advice Jude offers here comes in the words of Verse 24, where he says this, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Jude challenges us to remember who alone can keep us from stumbling in this chaotic world. He shows us that the Lord Jesus alone can present us blameless before the presence of the Father. He reminds us that there's great joy ahead for all who keep their eyes on him. And where else can we go in these times? Who else can strengthen us and keep us to the end? Who else can forgive us? In, in Christ alone there is hope. And Jude reminds us that Christ will keep us from stumbling. His right hand supports us all. All the way and keeps us from falling. The apostle reminds us that Jesus Christ alone can present us blameless. That's to say, only he, when he covers us with his blood and his righteousness, only then are we held blameless before the Father. It is his work that forgives us. It is only as I am clothed with his forgiveness that I dare to approach the Father. Jude also reminds us that it is with great joy that the Lord Jesus Christ will keep us through these days and present us without fault to the Father. The Apostle ends with a statement of praise in verse 25. In light of the tremendous chaos that is all around us, we are reminded of the incredible keeping and forgiving care of the Lord Jesus. And for this, the Apostle says, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, 
be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. There is only one God, and that God is our Savior through the death of his Son, Jesus Christ. And for what he has done, and what he is doing, and what he will do, he is forever deserving of glory, and of majesty, and dominion, and authority for all time, both now and forever. And if we are going to stand firm in these days, we must remember him. We must set our hearts to wait with expectation the eternal life that he has promised us through his son, Jesus Christ. We must stand with our brothers and sisters who find themselves doubting because of the burdens that they bear. We must bear with them. We must stand beside them. We must not stand idly by while the enemy captures our friends and loved ones. We must snatch them out of the fire. We must do what we can, all we can. We must Demonstrate the mercy and the compassion of the Lord as we minister to one another. We must develop a, a healthy hatred and distrust of the flesh and learn instead to walk and rely on the Spirit of Christ. We must set our eyes upon Jesus Christ, for in Him alone can we stand faultless before the Father, and in Him alone can we face this battle without falling. To him then be glory and majesty and dominion and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen.